This is the Pickle Planet Podcast with Jenna and Tosh. Sit back and get a drink. Let's talk about parenting and how to survive it. Welcome to the Pickle Planet Podcast. I'm Tosh. I'm Jenna. And uh, we're here today with someone that we think everybody is going to want to meet oh goodness, and love yes. and meet. <laughs> <laughs> Very much so. I'm like, uh, can I hire you to help me and my kids and everyone else in my family? But yeah, I'm a, I'm a little old for your age bracket. Yeah. <laughs> can you help a 40-year-old woman sleep better? Yeah. <laughs> we have Catherine Gallant with us in here today, and she is a sleep consultant and the only one in Moncton. Yay! <laughs> Hi, everybody. <laughs> and people, I can hear people already go, what? what? Yeah, sleep consultant. consultant. Yeah. <laughs> because for quite a while, Moncton has been without the services of a sleep consultant. That's right. But for those who are unfamiliar with the term, because I think unless you've been a parent in the last eight years, you've probably not even heard that term. It's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you do? What are your services? What are you as a sleep consultant? Well, I specialize in in newborns, babies, toddlers, and young children. So I help tired parents uh, get the rest they deserve and the babies as well. Now, by introducing my technique, which is the sleep sense technique, which works well, and to develop uh, good sleeping habits. It's all about good sleeping habits for kids to do sleep through the night. Okay, you said sleep sense. What is the sleep sense technique? Sleep Sense is a technique that was written by Dana Obleman. She lives in Florida, and she's been doing this for over 15 years. She's helped over 30,000 babies sleep through the night, and it's very successful, her, her, uh, her book, which is the Sleep Sense program. Okay. So I want you, now my kids are four and six and yours are, are six and seven. Yeah, we, we just missed We're, we're missing the, the cutoff. <laughs> like, where would you start? If someone thought they needed a sleep consultant, what are like the red flags for needing help in your home? Well, not sleeping for yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> it's a huge red flag. Just, you know, babies should be sleeping because they've got so much growing to do. And I know you, you think babies, oh, my God, the first three months is, you know, they don't sleep. Um, and then you get past that three months and you're like, they're still not sleeping. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. what's going on? So when it, you, you're not sleeping and the kid is over three months or so, it could be because of, of bad habits that we created from the get-go. Now, um, I do have five important tips yes, to please. help. <laughs> <laughs> Um, creating good uh, sleep habits. My first tip would be early bedtime. Now, I know people work and they want to see their kids, but kids need at least 11 to 13 hours of sleep until they're 10 to get the proper rest to grow into healthy teenagers and (laughs) hopefully healthy adults one day. So an early bedtime should be between 6 and and 8. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. I fall on that. Yeah, I fall on that. Yeah, well, because a lot of a lot of babies or kids don't sleep well because they're overtired. So an uh, an early bedtime is essential. That's a major old wives' tale, right? Like people will tell you, "Oh, just tire them out, tire them out." But once you're overtired, and I know it as an adult, if I'm overtired, I'm not sleeping. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. So that that is a huge 
old wives tale, correct? Right. Okay. Right. Thank That's you. what people say. Oh, keep her up at during the day, she'll sleep during the night. That's no, not true. No, more sleep. More, yes. more sleep. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So that would be my first tip. My second tip would be make sure that you put your kids to bed in the same place every night. If it's their own bedroom or sharing with a sibling, regardless, it always at the same spot so they associate that spot with sleeping. Hmm. So hmm. even for naps, as most People sometimes go for walks or go for drives. If you can actually, actually get at least a good nap in their crib during the day, it's it's better for them because they need to know that that spot's associated with sleeping. So no toys, no bells and whistles or mobiles. They don't need that stuff in their crib. You want them to associate their crib with sleeping and not playing. So that would be my second tip. My third tip would be to have a really good bedtime routine. So you want a, a routine that's not too long, but not too short for them to know what's coming up next. Oh, I'm going to bed. Mm. So it should be about 45 minutes long, and it should be the same thing every night. So if you start with the bath, and then the PJs, and then the bottle or nursing, and you make sure they don't fall asleep on the bottle or when they're nursing, is very, it's right very yeah. important. And then yep. maybe a song or a book, and then to bed. Now, which brings me to my fourth tip, put your baby into bed awake. That's the most important. It's t for them to develop the technique to fall asleep on their own. Right. That's where we run into yeah. problems yes. in my life. Yes. <laughs> yes. Me yeah. too. Me too, 100%. Yeah. And uh, people don't realize that. Oh, they're sleeping. But, I mean, we can we wake up so many times at night. We don't realize it. But when we go through a cycle, we come in, uh, into a light sleep again, and it's a partial awakening. So when we do it, sometimes when we wake up in the morning, we don't realize we woke up a few times. So it's if it to w look at what time it is or just to get a drink of water, we wake up a lot of times during the night after each cycle. So when you're a child and you're used to being rocked to sleep, mm -hmm. you're waking up. You're waking up and you need someone to put you back to sleep. When were you, you six years ago? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of a lot of parents make that mistake, and the reason why is because it works in the first three months. The first three months, they only have two steps in their sleep cycles, which is deep sleep mm -hmm. and REM, which is rapid eye movement, where they do all the dreaming and the classifying of the day and and the deep sleep, and that's where they do the immune repair. So they slip into one stage to the other without waking up. Okay. That's the first three months. But then, as I'm sure you've heard the term, the fourth month <laughs> sleep regression. Oh, yeah. That's where the stages change. They go into a four stage, which we do the rest of our lives, which two of those stages, you're in partial awakening. It's light sleep. So noises that they're not used to hearing before can wake them up. Um, and also, like I said, they go into this uh, partial awakening. And if they're not used to falling asleep on their own, they wake up screaming because they were in your arms when they fell asleep. Right. And now they're by themselves in a dark room, not knowing exactly where they are. So that's one of the biggest hurdles to get through is that fourth month because of the difference in the stages, the sleep. I didn't realize that's what the trigger was. Yeah, I either. knew that 
you know, for those for the first while, every three months is kind of a different developmental mm-hmm. stage. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of plan on that, like, through your pregnancy and through that first year. Like, that was always okay. Like, okay, just wait till, you know, every six weeks or every three months, something's going to change. Yes, <laughs> true. Yes. Just when I didn't figured realize. Out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't realize the reason for the sleep regression wasn't just... I knew it was part of developing, but I didn't realize it was because the way they sleep changes. Yeah, and no, I had that no makes idea. So much yeah. difference, right? I like mean, technically, it's not a regression; sense. it's right? more of yes. a progression. Yeah. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but at least it happens once, and once you get through it. Yeah, but what if you don't get through it? What if you? What if it never changes? Eight years later. Because <laughs> <laughs> we did, we did so well. On all of those things, except day one, we had the routine, and right. we did the same thing every night, and we did it early. Mm-hmm. But that last little bit of, like, yeah. Making but, her sleep in her own yeah. bed, or falling and asleep in her own bed kind of thing. Falling asleep without me in the room. Yeah. Yeah. That was it. It wasn't rocking. It wasn't, it was just You were there. Physical. But you were still like a prop. Was, you were yeah. a prop to her. Right. Yes. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. And that's. And then and with the other two, they share a room. And it's like they're a prop to each other. Kind yeah. of. Like it's yeah. it's a whole other dynamic that we have issues with there. Yeah. Yeah. But, but the well, same thing. They like we did better the second time around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you're a first time parent, you have no idea. You're learning no. as you go, and it's normal. And I mean, I didn't know when I had my first child either. But I had read some books that you know talked about routine and. Routine is very important. It's so important. And putting their child in his bed awake so they can develop healthy sleep habits on their own. Um, yes, yes. My I last. I that part, yeah. but it was the like during the awake time when the yelling would happen. Yeah. Would give in. You yes. would give, yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 I, had it, I had it right up until there. Well, was, I lost it. Jay well, even said to me yeah. last night, he said, like, you stay in their rooms too long. Like, I stay still until my youngest is asleep and she's four. I don't have to because he can just put her in her bed and she'll go right to sleep. And that's what he says. Like, you don't need to stay with her. And it's not that I need to stay with her. It's kind of that I want to stay with her, which is being selfish, I suppose, now that I'm thinking about it. (laughs) But she always, if she knows I'm home, it's a fuss, right? Like, no, mom needs to be in, in the room with me. And Sarah, who's six, almost seven, same thing, like... I go and I spend time with her. She falls asleep on her own, but then it's like 20 times coming downstairs and being like, oh, I need a glass of water. Oh, I got to go to the bathroom. Oh, they're oh, I gotta... great. Oh, they're the smartest that. little con artists. Oh, <laughs> yeah. they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A tip for you would to make like a booklet with like hall passes. Say, oh. you have, you can, yeah, like a, because yeah. they'll say, oh, I need to go to the washroom. And you don't, you don't want to say no. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if you need to go, I'm yeah. Yeah. sure you go to the washroom, yeah. you have to do laundry. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But you can make these little kind of coupons that they can redeem a one-time, you know, washroom yeah. <laughs> excuse, oh. I guess. Oh, that's good. I like oh, yeah. that. Or like even for like drinking water, you, it just put it in your routine, everything that they it needs to be done. And it's, a, it's a just always be consistent when it comes to the order of things. So it's going to cue her body that it's time to go to bed. Right. And, yes, she doesn't need you to no, stay I in know. the room. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you come to my house? Yeah. Oh, my yeah, tell child that. Yeah. I wish they were home right now so they could hear that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, my final tip would be um, when they wake up in the middle of the night, let them cry a few minutes before you check in because sometimes they'll settle back down. So if you rush in, you're taking away their ability to go back to sleep. Now, if it's been more than a few minutes and they start crying a little bit harder, go check on them and uh, comfort them and put them back in their crib awake so they can go 
back to sleep because babies still, they can't tell you what's going on. Right. It's crying is their language. And a lot of people are afraid of babies crying and they're ready to do anything just to put them to sleep. But that's the way they communicate. They cry when they, they need something. And, and uh, after three months, they cry to make you react because they know at three months that if they cry and they're used to you you're coming in the room every time they cry they're gonna cry for you to come in right they're they're born manipulators yeah Yeah. Yeah, i would say that was definitely that that's the second part of our downfall Mm -hmm. with clara was she was breastfed she would wake up through the night and i'd assume that she needed to eat and i would go in and a lot of times i think what happened was i was so tired Mm-hmm. That I would end up letting her fall asleep. Oh yeah, with oh absolutely. Me you because I'd be falling yourself. asleep, yeah. right? And it wasn't. I knew that I shouldn't really do that, but I couldn't stay like I couldn't stay awake to do it. But it worked. <laughs> yeah. So, so but, sometimes but, when you're in that state, you you do what works. Some yeah. people go for drives with their kid in the middle yeah. of the night. Yeah. I'm, if, <laughs> if, if if it's the only thing that <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's that called our, a, our, a motion nap. Oh my gosh. Our our yeah. pediatrician. <laughs> Like, do not let them nap. Do not take them for drives just to let them nap. I'm like, no, no, no. There were times it happened. Yeah. <laughs> but it was not, we made a conscious choice not to do it on purpose. Right. Sometimes, I sometimes, sometimes the urine in the car and they like, fall asleep. Yeah. Well, and for us too, it was with, you know, we had twin boys, you know, within a year and a half of our daughter being born. Wow. So when she was in preschool and I'd have to go pick her up. That was when the boys would usually end up napping mm-hmm. in the van because it was like, well, if I want them to have that afternoon nap, mm-hmm. I have to have it happen on a drive to get the all the pieces together yeah. to be able to get her on time and whatever. And then it was a nice drive for me. But I made sure that if I was going to let them do one nap that way, that they had had time in their crib for a nap before that right yeah. and that's okay i well, mean it was yeah, because it was life you're not gonna, gonna stay yeah. home and no. just, it, but as long as they get one good nap in mm-hmm. their cribs it's 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 important and that they fall asleep on their own so when you happen to be out in the boat and doing groceries or whatever you need to do and they do fall asleep it's not because it's the only way they know how right so yeah do you know just a thought but do you know if formula-fed babies are better sleepers than breastfed babies for the simple reason that it's easier or to wakes up to just pop them on as opposed to going downstairs, making a bottle, coming back upstairs. Like, I wonder if they sleep better through the night for the simple fact that a parent doesn't want to go down and do all those things. <laughs> and, and if they're breastfed, uh, yeah, that's, yeah, see, you have both. Yeah. You have both. So, yeah, with it, my it, girls, it was the same thing. I just pop them on and I would fall back asleep in the rocking chair with them. And, I think yeah. it was much easier for uh, for me to have those bad habits with Clara because she was breastfed. Yeah. Because it was like, oh, I remember the day that my cousin said, you know, there's this one hold where, like, if you lie down, it's like, mm, like yeah. oh, my God. Life and then all of a sudden, yeah. we could both sleep. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I started doing that feed and was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Because before that, I had not slept for more than three hours straight mm. in months. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but our boys, we fed them bottles. And, yeah, it was, oh, no, we're not going to both get up and go through all this unless we right. really Exactly. Need to. Unless they absolutely have to have it. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so there was definitely... A mental difference. I don't know that it was, you know, it, it's not what they were being fed. Right. No, 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 no. no, no, no. It was my... Yeah. It's the ease, yes, the ease. The ease of it. I yeah. think so. Yeah. I, a lot of people do it because it's so easy. Yeah. Um, but it becomes a prop. 
Yeah, and for sure. And also there's something in the breast milk that causes them to be sleepy. Is that right? Yeah, the first part of breast milk, yeah, um, there's serotonin, and it, it gets you to be a little bit sleepy. And um, that's one of the common mistakes with breastfeeding mothers is they fall asleep on the breast, and then they put them down, and then they wake up 20 minutes, and they're hungry again. It's because they don't get that hind milk at the end. Right. They only get that first part, which is like the appetizer. Which they, is yeah, where all the milk drunk <laughs> well, comes from. Exactly. Yeah. It's the bread basket. It's the bread. Ex- <laughs> exactly. Just the teas. Just the teas. Yeah. So if you don't get that full feed, they won't last as long. So I think a lot of people say, "Oh well, it, oh, well mine's best breastfed and yours bottle fed." You know, they sleep better when they're bottle fed. Is a myth. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's not because of the it's con- not, no, 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 exactly. It's just There's, more to do yeah. with a habit that, that you, you let use. yourself mm-hmm. yeah. get into, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You told us earlier before we started on the podcast that you had your second child sleeping through the night at 10 weeks. I did. Okay, I want step by step <laughs> how you made that she just happen. Did. She went through the five of them. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you did? Like, did he sleep in the same room as you? No. Not even, like, not even bassinet? No. Okay. Um, kids make a lot of noises in the first three months, um, especially in REM. There's a lot of movement. Mm-hmm. Um, so hearing those little noises, mother will wake up and yeah. rush to and see if there's okay, they're okay. So I don't recommend them okay. sleeping in your room for your own sanity. Yeah. Um, and they don't need you there either. So I right away, <clears throat> I put my, my kids in their room, in their crib, um, and again, I would let them fall asleep on their own. Now, the first three months is different than the, uh, be, becoming a, a toddler. Even a toddler is even more complicated because you have the, <laughs> those mm, smart little yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> humans uh, just trying to get anything and everything. Mm. But when it comes to zero to three, they do. You put them in drowsy because they're sleeping most of the time. But you still don't want them to fall asleep on the breast or on the bottle. And they tend to do that. Mm -hmm. So you try your best to keep them awake. So even though if they're drowsy, they're still partially awake and they know they're in their room and in your bed. So when they wake up in the middle of the night and you're not there, they're like, oh, okay, I'm safe. I'm in my bedroom. So they do tend to fall asleep again on their own. Um, Another thing that's really important is to have a dark nursery. Hmm. It has to be whatever you need to do to make that room dark. It's, the, it's very important for them because the minute light will stimulate cortisol, which is your hormone that you get to wake up. So if there's a nightlight or if you see the sun shining through the, the blinds, it could wake your baby up. So a lot of people have a hard time with naps because during the day, baby, just, you know, there's the sunshine. Yeah. And uh, so my suggestion would be to darken up that room. It's the best thing for babies, especially when they're young. And to get the day and night, um, their rhythms to be, you know, on the same page as everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's very important. So during the day to take them out of their nursery for feeding, um, but at night 
to keep them in the nursery for feeding and it's the less stimulation is possible at night so you don't wake them up as much and thinking that oh we're going to play after this right, right. <laughs> it makes a difference so just kind of little tips that that helps cue your your child into realizing okay it's day and night helps uh, uh, it helps a lot for babies to sleep through the night eventually <laughs> What do you think about um, nightlights in older children's rooms or sleeping with the door open? Um, it depends. I mean, there is a stage, the monster stage, yeah. where, you know, there's monsters underneath my bed. Um, that any any prop <laughs> will develop in something else later on if you let it. Right. So my kids, um, my daughter actually slept with a nightlight. And she was fine, but if your children are staying awake and playing because they have light, yeah, shut that down. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right away. Yeah, but mine, my, mine don't need light to stay but, up and play. <laughs> That's my problem. <laughs> yeah, well, older kids, yeah, it's I, I can imagine when it comes to older kids, it's it's consequences. Yeah, it's it's yeah, and rewarding yeah. and rewarding and like just if you have to make charts or, or it's yeah. older kids, that's the key is to reward and, and consequences. And they have to know that you're you're not going to budge because they yeah. know and they they'll negotiate know. and yeah. then they'll make that cute face. Yeah. And then, you know, you're like, oh, yeah. but again, again, yeah, yeah. yeah. But for my kids, like I said, I knew before that I needed a routine. It had to be consistent. It had to be the same thing over and over again. And and, and it's all about catching your baby before they get overtired. Right. Because the minute they get overtired, they start screaming. Mm-hmm. And the cortisol levels go up. <laughs> right, yeah. So, because they're freaking out. Yeah. It's like a bear's running after you. You'll be, you know, adrenaline cut kicks in and it's harder to get them down. So it happens because sometimes you're busy and then you miss the cues and next thing you know, you have a full meltdown. Um, my best advice with that, and I've done it a few times, you go in a dark place, you hold them down to, on your chest and, and you just wait it out. Okay. Because they scream because they're trying to block everything out. I saw myself in the closet, like just, <laughs> just, just holding a screaming it. baby against yeah. <laughs> my chest and waiting for it to end. And in my mind, it was, you know, go to your happy place. Because yeah, yeah, it's yeah. tough as a mom. Oh, just, yeah. It's so helpful when you can think through it that way and know, okay, this is just, like, they're not right. screaming at me. They're right. not screaming no. because they're hungry. They're not screaming, like... They just yeah. need to scream. And right. we all yeah. do. Yeah. yeah. After a yeah. while, my husband started to get that, and he would just put his ear defenders on. Yeah. And he would. Uh, we have pictures of my husband walking around the house with his ear defenders on because he couldn't handle it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, the first, one of the first times it happened. It's tough. He, he left. Yeah. Oh, it's Wait, tough. no. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why you develop bad habits, because you don't mm-hmm. want that. You want to do the easiest, easiest thing. thing. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. I mean, long term, the easiest thing is for them to know how, because they're they're new people. They're come out of, out of this world. You're you have to teach them how to fall asleep. If you teach them is by rocking them, and then one day you no longer want to rock them to sleep. <laughs> mm-hmm. They have no idea what to do but scream because it's not working. Whatever they're they're in their bed by themselves. You can't just switch on. You have to teach them, and so you have to start as you mean to go on. 
is the best advice. <laughs> right, right, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, the best advice. But, I mean, there's days that are just tough, and then you ch- you're exhausted, and you just want to, you know, for them to sleep. And yeah. I remember I, I helped a mom, and uh, her baby was six weeks. And I got there, and she was ready to go to the hospital because she was like, there's something wrong with this baby. Mm-hmm. She was pulling at her skin. She was scratching oh. herself, pulling her hair. Her eyes were bright red. Like, you, she was so overtired. And I looked at her, I said, no, she's fine. She's mm-hmm. overtired. We put her to bed. We swallowed her up because she she wanted she was still had that involuntary movement. Yeah, we did better which than that is the second time. Yeah. The, the swaddling. Yeah, but some babies don't like it. No, neither one of yeah, mine yeah, did. No. Neither yeah. one of them. But yeah. Yeah, the ones that need it. <laughs> yeah, the ones that that need to be swaddled. Yeah, next day you know, like they're punching themselves in the face, yeah. and that's uh, they're waking themselves up. Mm-hmm. So we swallowed her, and and she went to sleep on her own right away I left I had to go get my daughter I came back she was still sleeping she was like oh my goodness yeah and then she was six weeks and she did her night that night wow I mean there's still nights I mean oh, that with any with any kid for sure for, yeah, with any kid yeah, yeah. exactly exactly and even going from three naps to two naps oh yeah that a, was fun and then the yeah to no naps. To no naps. Oh. I think yeah. parents cry yes. the most when we go yeah. to no naps, for sure. But they won't go to bed until 10 yeah. if, if, if you don't take that nap away, for sure. It's all about early bedtime because you don't want your kids to be overtired. And when they're overtired, they don't sleep well. None of us does. No, 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 no. Nobody does. And you don't function well either. No. So what yeah. do you classify as morning? So if a toddler is getting out of bed over and over again, and so I, you know, some mm-hmm. people are getting letting their kids get up at 4 a.m. I have a very early riser. I think partly because of my job, she hears me get up. My husband's right. out the door by 5.30 as well, so she hears us get up, mm-hmm. and so then she's up for the day, but she's only gone to bed at 7, so she hasn't got her 12 hours, and she's only 4 years old. Mm-hmm. So what do you do to keep a toddler in bed. Does she have a clock in her room? We tried that glow light. Right. Yeah, the glow clock or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yep. At two years old, she was unplugging it in the night. <laughs> wow, smart. Yeah. Smart. Yeah. She's also a redhead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mischievous, if you will. I mean, for sure, that clock works for a lot of people. Even just a regular clock, you just kind of uh, put tape on the minutes and just leave the hour, and you say you can't leave your room until that seven, magic seven, we call. And it's consequences. It it really is. And my son is nine, but he's got so much energy. He (laughs) sleeps at night, but he just shoots out of bed. Right. So when he's up, everybody else yeah. is up. So on weekends, he's not allowed out of his room until 8. Yes. Because 8.01, you hear him. And it's like he takes the dogs out, the whole house shakes because he slams the door. <laughs> when he started reading, he really enjoys reading. He would wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning to read. It's probably a good problem to have, but... At the same time, he was cranky because he was getting up too early. So for me, the rule is you can't wake up until 7, and then you have to try to fall back asleep, and then at 7, you can read until 8, and 8, you can go downstairs. Now, that's weekends. During the week, of course, they don't wake up early when you need them to wake up. (laughs) So it's not an issue during the week. But for me, 
morning was never before seven o'clock when right. I had my babies. If it was six o'clock, I would treat it as a night feed okay. when they were really young. So I kind of trained them that, you know, waking up, it's at seven. We stop uh, producing melatonin and start producing cortisol about three hours before we wake up. So if they're waking up and they don't know how to fall back asleep and they don't have that extra help of the melatonin, it becomes early risers. That's mm-hmm. what happened. So again, make sure that the room is really, really dark. And when they get older, it's it's consequences and, right. and, and rewarding is the best tool to get them to stay at least in their room and eventually she'll know she'll have to stay there she might as well sleep (laughs) well exactly and what do you like do you get up and out of bed and walk them back to bed and tuck them back in or do you just say go back to bed and stay in your own bed uh, well, it depends on the child, obviously. If okay. you say go back to bed and they, uh, they go downstairs, mm-hmm. I mean, it's better to, for them. But yes, absolutely. It's to walk them back to, to, to bed. And there is like a, a period where it's going to be tough on you to, to train them to do what you want them to do. But at the same time, that's, the hard part. that's it, is, it, it is the hard part. Kids are smart. When they know they can't get away with something, when they really understand mm-hmm. that they can't get away with it, they stop fighting you. They really do. I mean, I've seen it time and time again. Like, when they know, they give up. There's obviously kids that are more stubborn than others, and it takes longer. I believe um, another sleep consultant had a case that um, the child would just play in his room. It wouldn't care if he was in the dark or whatever it was. He would sit down and play. So first step, take the toys out. Yep, you tried that. Yeah. <laughs> and then he would just take out his clothes from his dresser and just he wouldn't go to bed like literally by the end of it he had nothing in his room but a bed but a bed but we had to take the beds out you have taken the beds out beds out yeah yeah really (laughs) because because they wouldn't go to bed they're probably wrestling on they would take everything they yeah we took all the toys out so then they played with their clothes we took all the clothes out then they would take their beds apart. Oh, wow. So we took the beds out. There was one mattress each on the floor. They still don't sleep. They still didn't sleep. Yeah. So eventually they got the beds back. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Eventually <laughs> they got the toys back. Yeah. Because yeah. so, I, mean, I don't want the toys anywhere else in my house. Well, right. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So but, there's my, I know my nephew, they use melatonin with him. Do you, like, are you on board with that? Um... Like, I'm not a naturopath or I'm not Mm -hmm. a doctor. I believe that we make enough melatonin for us to go to sleep and stay asleep. The problem today is a lot of things are taking that natural melatonin out of our systems. Like TVs, like the blue light from screens, from iPads, from phones. And that's one of the main reasons even adults can't stay asleep because we don't produce enough melatonin. My suggestion for that would be at least an hour before going to bed, shut down the screens, Mm -hmm. bring down the lights, no artificial lighting. So it would cue your melatonin. So, and a routine, a good bedtime routine that will cue your body to produce more melatonin. So when you give a child melatonin, yeah, it will help them fall asleep, but it's it's not going to help them stay asleep. Okay. Unless you're going to give them back in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. It's it's all about cueing your own body to produce more melatonin yourself. 
And like I said, those screens, iPads, a lot of the parents that I deal with say, what's their bedtime routine? Well, they have an hour of night iPad before mm-hmm. going to bed. And they're great babysitters. And yeah, when you are. have a lot of stuff to do, it's, it's amazing. But it really, really depletes your melatonin. And we need it to fall asleep. Like we need the cortisol to wake up. So it's, it's really just having a bedtime routine and, and bringing down the lights and um, being uh, in a calm environment before going to bed. That's, that's the best thing that you can do for your kids for, that, for, uh, for the melatonin to kick in. Come to my house. Calm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that's what's missing in my bedtime routine. The calm. Routine. Yeah. Because yeah. it's, we have, we have the same routine, basically the same routine mm-hmm. we've had for eight years. It doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> we can talk about that yeah, later it's, in it's, detail. No, it's, it's, well, and I mean, our, our routine has shifted a little bit as they got a bit older. Yes. But yeah. I think right. that for, in our house, that's where our trouble comes in because we've tried all these things, but because we have three kids who are so close in mm-hmm. age. Mm that feed off each other even right. when we try to bring it down and try you know we you know the, the lights and the you know, read the story the, you know mm-hmm. screens don't come on after supper like there's mm-hmm. all but because there's three of them and there's only two of us and some nights only one of us mm-hmm. to get everyone to calm down that's where our sore point is I think in our yeah in our house and it's just yeah it's hard when you're outnumbered <laughs> when you're outnumbered yeah. exactly mm-hmm. exactly yeah. But it's also, when you're not outnumbered, it's also still easy to fall into that trap of like, oh, well, I'll just sit here so you'll stay Mm -hmm. calm. Yes. Well, that's, and that's what we've always done. They get, they get a show before bed, which is typically a 15 to 20 minute show and their snack at the same Mm -hmm. time. And then they go to bed. Sarah goes to bed a half an hour later than Aaron and they each get a half an hour with me in their room. So like there is that little bit of breaker before they're supposed to fall asleep. But then Mm -hmm. Sarah, the older one is the one that's like my half an hour's up and I leave the room and I typically, I come back downstairs to work and then, then she's in and out and in and out and in and out. Aaron usually, because she's only four, um, she will, she'll pass out pretty quick, but she's the one that's also up at 5am. So, you know, (laughs) <laughs> she's tired by the end yes. of the day yes. and you can still see her yeah. like you can still see her hit like the three o'clock brick wall where she's just like can't keep her eyes open at the dinner table kind of thing but she starts school in september i can't put her back to napping no <laughs> and i can't no. have her up until 10 o'clock at night so but it's like what time's her bedtime seven i'd bring it up half an hour put it to seven six thirty thirty yeah. try that okay. if she's overtired yeah it could it could help her sleep longer uh, tonight's yeah. the night then yeah <laughs> I'm in. Yeah. We try, and we try that sometimes, too, to, like, push it a little bit earlier mm-hmm. to try to, like, okay, if your routine is now you need to play for an hour in your room, mm-hmm. well, let's get in your room at 6.30. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. Let's, let's work with this. But yeah. sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But we're what we're having trouble with now is the sunlight and the time change, yes. right? Because... Uh-huh. You know, in the winter, it was that much easier to be like, okay, you know what? 6.30, everyone's upstairs. Exactly. Because it's dark and we all want to go upstairs. Yeah. yeah. And now it's like, oh, 6.30, you want to go outside to play. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. I know. So it, I know. it's tricky to find that. It, like, you, you need. Yeah. So uh, we're, we're still like, you know, for us, our goal with, you know, our kids are seven, about to be eight and six. It's like, okay, by 7.30, we should be in bed. Like, we right, should be right. up there. We should be right. ready. And we still, like, even when we're shifting a bit because it's lighter out we're still hitting that right now right it's everything yeah. that happens after that. It's, it's everything yeah <laughs> where everything falls apart in their rooms uh, yeah. yeah that might be something but, to touch on quickly actually that you mentioned the time change mm. 
for new parents and parents going through it, what are your tips for dealing with the time changes? It's like, should you be prepping a couple of days in advance for spring forward or fall back? Or Well, it's it's easier when we gain an hour <laughs> yes. than when we lose an hour. It, it does affect them. It, it really does. To prep, I don't think you can prep in advance for it, but just make sure that when there is a time change, you wake them up at their regular time so you know that they have so many hours before they go to bed. So to make sure that if they're up normally at, at, at six or seven, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, <laughs> hopefully seven, yeah, <laughs> and so you and it's with a new time change, it's, it's eight, they'll probably wake up at seven regardless, right? But you go right into the new time change right away, don't think that oh well you know we lost an hour so you know really it's it's only six so that you should stick to stick it to and it, it could take a few days but normally they settle pretty well um into just an hour difference it's when you're traveling and oh, you know. <laughs> yeah. even the hour time change to ontario and back is just killer yeah. killer mm-hmm. but and then you're on vacation too and so it, it's like so oh, there's a, so many and, yeah yeah yeah. yeah, that's no. the thing. We try to keep the same routine mm-hmm. through the summer and not let it shift too much. Too much, yeah. Too much, yeah. yeah. For us, it, we luck out because the times that we let it shift are when we go outside the house, right? Yeah. So, like, we go away for a week to a cottage. Well, okay, things are kind of out the window. Yeah. But there's a whole bunch of people there. But it's not in our house. So it's mm-hmm. when we come back home, it's like, nope, 730, right back bedtime. To it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's, right? like, that's you might, a good call. Keep your structure. Summer. Yeah. But like, nope, it's, exactly. you know, it, it, there's still, and it's still the same routine. It's still, yeah. it doesn't matter that it's summer and you're not at school. We're still going to go up and brush teeth and read story and do the same routine. And same thing, like when we go to visit my parents, well, there are different rules there. But that's okay because it's away. Right. So when we so come they back, know when. No. First day back, we're back into our routine, and yeah, it'll be rocky. <laughs> oh yeah. But, oh yeah. 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 But you know that—that's what we do. At least is that you know when we're in the house, same rules apply. Like March break, no, nope, you get the same bedtime. Like doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. not changing. The rest of the world isn't off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Some kids adapt more easily than others. I mean, there's no two kids. No. Nope. <laughs> yeah. And but like I said, typically they need 11 to 13 hours of sleep until they're 10. Okay. And some need more, some need less. (laughs) Yeah. And and it depends on the child. Yeah. Yeah. And how I make a customized plan when I deal with a client is, yeah, the routine is similar for every kid. Um, but it's when we go back and forth because I'll follow my client for a good two weeks, sometimes three, depending on the need. And we go back and forth with the child because they're all different and how they react so I can pick up on stuff that you don't maybe think about when you're in it yeah. and you're tired yourself. Yeah. Um, and that's what you get with me that you wouldn't get from a book. It's more customized to your child and what's going on in your house and the situation that's going on. So The very important thing right here mm-hmm. for people to know is how do they find you? Um, they can email me at sleep at katherinegallant.com, katherinegallant.com, or by text or phone at 506-381-7652. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, perfect. Thank you so much for coming out here and being on the podcast. I know this is going to help so many people. Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me.